0: To the Success After Barber School Podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School Podcast. Our guest today is the lovely, talented Alexis Adams. She's been in the business for roughly, I'll let her tell you that. So check me out, right? Miss Adams, start with your name, where you're from, how long you've been a barber, and why and how you started.
1: My name is Alexis.
0: Where are you from?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm from Waukesha.
0: How long have you been a barber?
1: Five years. And why and how did you
0: get started?
1: I was... 19, and I was working at George Webbs, and I was sick of working at George Webbs. So I was like, I need to do something that's not, you know, minimum wage. And then I got into hair.
0: Okay. In in our industry right now, what motivates you?
1: Building a clientele and seeing what I can do in the future.
0: Be a little more specific.
1: Like, building up to what I want in the future is what motivates me.
0: So what is it that you want in the future?
1: I... Never have, like, an set plan or, like, I just want to open up, like, all the doors and walk through the ones I want to walk through.
0: I love that answer. I like that answer.
1: Yeah. Like, I want to have a variety of options that I want to do. And whenever the day comes, I'll choose whatever I want to do. So that's Fair
0: fine. enough. <laughs> what do you wish everybody understood about your job?
1: It's not as easy as it seems, like, physically and, like, talent-wise and, like, on your body. It's not as simple as... Some people have thought or, like, have said to us. Okay.
0: What's the biggest difference you've noticed between where you started barbering at and where you're currently barbering?
1: I started cutting at, like, a—can I say it or something? Yeah, you can say it. Okay, Men's Heroes. And it's, like, a chain. Like, it's not—it's not, like, a personal kind of barbershop, like, where we are now. Right. And it was very, like, you know, you have 20 minutes to do this entire service, get them in, get them out— and move on to the next person. I never got to, like, build a relationship with my clients. And I never got to, like, I don't know, have, like, an actual conversation with my clients even. And now it's, like, my style of cutting is improved insanely. Like, I've only been at your shop for seven, eight months now. And it's, like, I don't even know what the hell I was doing for the last five years. Like, I seriously look back and I'm, like, what was I doing? It's, like, I wasn't caring about what I like... Not not caring, but, like...
0: I understand what you're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Like,
1: the 20-minute haircuts, you can't really... You just have to get it out. Like, you it's, don't really
0: it's, think it about it. Would it be safe to say that their model was uh, quantity over quality?
1: Yes, by far. They would hire anybody who could hold a pair of clippers. Like, they just... <laughs> they did not
0: care. And then it's like, you know, because they're big box brand, they have the budget behind them to push the commercials and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they get the people through the door. But, yeah. like... You know,
1: Like, I was there for five years, and I built, like, a pretty decent clientele, but it wasn't, like, personable. Right. Like, I had clients that were, like, you know, getting married and having kids, and I never knew that. Wow. I just didn't talk to them about it. Wow. Yeah. Like, they would be like, oh, this is my son, and they'd bring in, like, a newborn. I'm like, I've been cutting your <laughs> hair for three years, and I didn't even know you were married or had kids. Like, it's weird. So, I don't know. Just moving on from that to... Where we are now, like, even the clients that followed me from um, my last job mm-hmm. to where I am now, I learned so much more about them because I'm able to, like, actually talk to them and, like, sit and, like, have a conversation, and, like, it's
0: way different. So what, what would you say, that if you had to point out one thing that was the biggest difference between where you're at and where you came from, what would it be? If you could single it out.
1: The atmosphere. And that's another thing. Like all my clients that came from the men's hair house to here, they all love it because they're like, this place is so much cooler. It's so much more relaxed. It's not as corporate. Like I'm able to like come here and actually feel like I'm on a break from my work. Like because it was so corporate at men's hair house. Like we had like a dress code and we had like like a strict dress code where we had like dress up and like ah, not that you know we dress bummy or anything.
0: So, (laughs) who is your mentor? Or industry role model and why?
1: This guy, his name's Tim. He's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, no, honestly, yeah. Like you have taught me more in the last seven, eight months than I did at Manzaro. Like I knew, like it's insane. I can't express. Like I wish I could like show you, like what I was. Cause I wish I even knew what I was doing for the last five years.
0: Okay, so how difficult? Was it to learn from me specifically? Like, this is fun because I, I don't get to ask these questions to everybody I interview because not everybody has worked with me. So, like, from your perception.
1: See, it wasn't difficult because of you. It's difficult because of me because I'm a very pig-headed person and very prideful. <laughs> like, I don't like to take um, criticism or advice. Like, I don't know. I'm At difficult. least you
0: know yourself.
1: Yeah, like, I'm, i am be honest, like, I'm the problem. Okay. And I know that. Okay. But, like, <laughs> once I got over that, like, I literally had to sit back at home and reflect and be like, Alexis, calm the F down. Like, you, he's not attacking you, okay? Like, it's not, because like I said, like, for the last five years, I was in my own cubicle. Right. I didn't have anyone looking over my shoulder. Right. I had no one telling me, like, do this, don't do this, do this, like, you're doing this wrong. I had no one doing that. I had no guidance. Right. I was doing my own thing. Like, my guidance was YouTube videos. Right. So I didn't have that. And then I came there, and it was just, like, a huge culture shock, like, through and through. Like, everything was different. Like, the atmosphere, the down to the clientele and the chairs and the tools. Like, you made me go out and buy a pair of clippers I've never used because I was, like, I don't use adjustables. And you're, like, go buy them. Like, so it was just a huge difference. Like,
0: So let me ask you this, right, because that's a perfect segue. After you accepted the fact that I wasn't attacking you and I was only trying to help make you yeah. better, how much faster were you able to progress?
1: So much faster. Because I stopped letting myself be hindered by my own fucking selfish reasons. Like, I stopped letting myself be like frustrated instead of being like, okay, maybe just listen for a second uh-huh. and stop being difficult. And yeah. Fair
0: enough. So, okay, next question, right? If you could do. One thing differently from the beginning of your career to where you're at now, what would that be and why?
1: I would take it more serious in the beginning. Not that I didn't like take it serious, but I slacked off a lot for the first like two, three years. I just treated it like a a segue job to my next move. I didn't actually treat it like this was what I wanted to do. I, because I honestly didn't, like I said before, like I like to open doors and then walk through what I want to walk through. And I just treated it like, this is just another George Webb's job. Like, it's not. This is a career. I put, you know, $13,000 of student debts into this job. Like, they just get it together. <laughs> like, you got to get your money's worth. Right, so I'm right. like, I wish I would have taken that a little bit more serious because there was a lot of, like, opportunities in the beginning. From when I was in school, like, you know, when you go from school to – you meet a lot of people and the networking and stuff. And I wish I would have, like, held on to those opportunities but I let it go, which is stupid. I shouldn't have done that, but it's hard.
0: So, if you were sitting next to a leading expert in our field, what would you ask them?
1: I guess I'd just be like asking their advice on like building a clientele because that's my main focus right now is building my clientele. Up.
0: What's something about what's something about our industry that has surprised you lately?
1: I think how fat like how loyal clients can be has really been shocking me lately. Like there'll be days like. Last week, even, I had only my people. I didn't have walk-ins. I didn't have, like, anyone that, you know, wasn't my person. And I was like, I've never experienced that. So it was just, like, weird. Like, that was shocking for me.
0: Yeah, it's just the beginning.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I've never experienced this before. Like, it's awesome. I was like, it's weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what's the one tool that you always carry in your toolbox, no matter what project you're working on no matter what type of haircut what do you you, what's the first thing you're going for
1: my detachable blade clippers why what do you mean why i I could do the entire haircut with like a zero a and that's all i need if i if i had
0: who taught you that some guy i don't know something about those detachables uh detachable blades they're amazing that's called a key guys speaking of keys right Major key, right? Being a an, being your own boss inside of a barbershop, being a independent contractor, how has that helped you treat this more like a business versus being someone that's employees? Because you really get to set your own paycheck yeah. now.
1: I feel like it's really pushed me with my discipline. Mm-hmm. As in, like, I can, like you know how we can make our own schedule? I can take myself off for, like, three days and do nothing. Right. That side of it, like learning discipline and and realizing that my time is what makes me money. Like, I don't, I'm not forced to be there. Say
0: that one more time. You're what?
1: My time makes me money.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Time is money, folks. Time is money. (laughs) But yeah,
1: like realizing I am the sole person, like guiding myself for the first time. Because, like I said, I've only worked jobs that. I had to clock in and out, you know, like I only work jobs that like I had to be there at this time and I had to leave at this time and like repeat. But now it's like I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time,
0: I can do whatever I want. That's bad. Not bad, but. Well, let, let me ask you this, right? Because that, that brings me to a great segue question, right? Knowing that you can do whatever you want, have you noticed an increase or de- decrease in your actual money depending on the days you come to work versus the days you decide to take off? Because like, pause. What I what I notice sometimes being an owner is people want to take off the days where we're the busiest, and it's like I wonder to myself sometimes like why would you take off on a day like a Saturday when that's your moneymaker? Like that's when everybody's available. It's the weekend. I just wanted to
1: go to the beach one time. (laughs) I just wanted to go to the beach. Like I said, discipline. Money at the beach. Like I said, no, but discipline.
0: Would the beach, I've been there on Sunday.
1: Listen, yeah, but I'm saying like the whole. This goes back to the discipline thing. I slip up once in a while. I'm human. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: We were busy on Saturday. By I the
1: know. Way. Chelsea told me, and I was like, oh. and I was like, oh, I should have been there. But no,
0: just this is a perfect question <laughs> for you, right? What is the status quo that you reject, reject in our industry, and why? Now, give us some thought for a second. What is the status quo you reject in our industry and why?
1: I think one of my biggest things about that is when people, I mean, I understand and I get it, but like when they're scared to go to a new person Mm -hmm. and then... Specifically a female. Yes. And then they are almost like anxious the whole time or nervous and they're clearly doubting you. And it's like, okay, it's kind of, I don't know if it's rude, but it's just like... Give me a chance, like give me a second. Like I haven't even picked up my clippers yet, and you're already like rolling your, your eyes and sighing at me. Like that, I reject. I don't like. I totally,
0: I totally get it, and I understand why you would reject it, right? But is there a different approach, thought-wise, you could take to that same to scenario?
1: For me, I'm like, you can just doubt me, but I'm just gonna knock it out of the park.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about.
1: I'm like, I'm gonna make you feel like, oh, like, <laughs> like oh, that was like not that bad, like,
0: right. I like that what's motivating your team right now
1: money <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. You know what like okay this is one thing that, like from in school we would always they'd ask us like oh what motivates you and like everyone around the room was like my family my kids and I was like great answers love that but for me I was like I just want money that's what motivates me <laughs> and I don't it's think okay. that's bad I'm just like no it's
0: not because, like, if it's it's not the construct we created. It's just the construct in which we live. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And I like that I'm able to maintain, like, running my own business, like, making my own hours.
0: What's a weekly goal, monetary goal you're trying to hit every week?
1: I feel like a good week would be 1200
0: I challenge you to double that.
1: I'll triple it.
0: <laughs> I'm serious, because if you take home 36 that means you're killing it.
1: I know. I'll get there. Like, that's, I'm saying, like, that's a good week where it's, like...
0: What do you wish your younger self knew about your current role?
1: Okay, so there was a point when I was working at, uh, there was like three weeks where I worked at Beauty. Do you know what that place is in Milwaukee? It's like on Farwell. It's some bougie-ass, like, I don't even know, salon. And they were like, oh, you're fresh out of school. You have the to fold towels and, uh, like, basically the assistant for two years post-graduation and then after that you do this like cutting group thing and then after that you were able to graduate to a style so it's like a four-year program after school wow and they wanted to pay me 750 and I was I thought that was it like I was like this is what I have to do in this industry and I literally was so like depressed and like unmotivated like I almost didn't want to do hair Wow, because I was like, I'm getting seven twenty five.
0: And same old those people that try and take advantage of people right out of school.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I would never like, and like it was like a three story building, like salon that you had to run up and down these stairs all day. It was ridiculous, and for seven dollars, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I wish I could go back and tell myself like, there's other opportunities and there's better places for you to go. Like this is not it, mm-hmm. and like to not give up because I was seriously like so close to like giving up. And I made like a Facebook status saying like. I'm done with hair. Like I'm sorry. Like I wasted everyone's time. And then everyone from school commented and was like, "You better get it together." And basically talk some sense into me. Right, right. But I wish I could go back and tell myself like, I mean, I'm glad I had the experience, cause so I knew there was better like after the fact. But I wish I could tell myself like at the time like you don't have to be torturing yourself, dude. Like you were putting in the work for someone who is not going to be caring about you. You know, in three days when you quit, like. Like the day I quit, they replaced me. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs>
0: so, what's the biggest problem you faced this past year, and how did you solve it?
1: Switching jobs. I don't know if that would be a problem, but well, it's a challenge. Yeah, it was a huge step because Chelsea came to you, you know, a year or so ago, and she was telling me all the time, "She's like, dude, this shop's amazing. Like the clientele, blah blah blah." But I was too. Anxious because that's a huge jump to go from the security of a job of, you know, I get paid this much, I get paid weekly, I get paid my tips. Like, I had a very secure way of living that I was living where I had like no savings or anything, but like, I was doing fine. Right. And it was very like, I know when I go into work, I'm going to have people because it's a corporate job. Like, the people are just like a revolving door. Like, they don't actually matter. They're just numbers. So, going from that security to my own thing where I'm in charge of the clientele. and like, I have to bring my people and I have to bring my tools. And looking back, I'm like, it's really not that big of a jump. Like it actually was pretty fine, right. but like it was just taking the initial leap was scary. And then I was like, you know, what? <laughs> then I was like, you know what? Right now I don't have kids. I don't have any major problems. Like this is the perfect time to take a jump. And then a month later, I'm like, but, <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, it just, uh, Taking that initial leap was the hardest thing I had to overcome.
0: What's one thing you would share with someone coming right out of school? You don't know everything.
1: (laughs) But, like, seriously, when I was in school, they were so, like, clicky. And, like, everyone would be like, oh, you don't know how to do, like, finger waves. And then, I don't know, they were just so fucking, like, picky and, like, bougie and so mean. And, like, uh, these girls, like, would... They also would take, like, an hour and a half to do, like, a root retouch, which would now would take me, like, 15 minutes. But it's, like, they don't know everything. They thought they did. And it's, like, I just want to see them now. Like, yeah. You know everything.
0: (laughs) So being being in the structure that we're in now, how important is it to budget and save and learning how to do that?
1: Huge. It's everything. Because it's, like, you're going to have, like, busy days and you're going to have slow days and you're going to make sure that you're not, screwed on your slow days and like you need to make sure that you're not like sol for your bills say you have a slow week god forbid it's like you know your phone bills do and you cut off for three days (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who did that (laughs) but like i don't know just also that's another thing is like now that i'm able to save like i wasn't before because i was living just paycheck to paycheck like that's just how much i made like i had to but now that I'm able to save money and, like, not live paycheck to paycheck, I still do. But, like, that's my choice, if that makes sense. Like, I save money, but, like, when I'm, like, oh, I'm low, like, I need 50 bucks, I don't dip into my savings. I just, like, struggle. I'm like, fuck it. Because I've been in worse situations. I've been in horrible, you know, $7.50 an hour jobs. Like, I've been down in the trenches. Like, I can make a dollar stretch. So, like... Right, right. <laughs>
0: So what's giving you hope right now?
1: Hope right now? I see a lot of potential and a lot of growth in myself that I haven't seen ever. Like, like I said, I was a corporate machine for five years. I wasn't, I, didn't, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention and caring and like I am now. Like, it's a huge difference. Like, I see way more opportunities now even. Like, at my old place, I was like, what's my, what's the, what's the opportunity is uh, becoming an assistant manager? right and that was it and like that was just filling out paperwork after work like that's like, like that was seriously like the goal like and it, it wasn't even like you can't own your own shop it wasn't you know management or ownership it was just that was the top was assistant managing which was okay you check up a couple boxes on payroll <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't anything big so now that i'm like here like I said, my initial goal with barbering was always just open as many doors as I can and walk through the ones I want to walk through. I see that happening for the first time ever. And I never had that before.
0: So I like that. I like how you say open as many doors as possible and then walk through the ones you want to. So give me a little more clarity on that. Like what type of doors are we talking about opening?
1: If I want to, because I don't know who I'm going to be in. You know, we don't know who we're going to be in like a year or two even six months even like we don't know like we go through constant changes so I never want to put myself in a situation where I'm like I have to do this and um I just want to be able to like for like right now if I have an opportunity to own my own shop or teach or continue building my clientele or do barber competitions and stuff like that or like what's it called platform artists if I want to do that it's like I can just network and see what picks up
0: so if there was one thing right you could be you could tell the girls that are still working in the big box corporate brands for encouragement
1: there's better out there you can ch- you can leave it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was stuck i honestly was like this is it like this is the best for me like i this 14 an hour is the best i'm gonna do <laughs> like i was hey, like how this long does it.
0: it take you to make 14 dollars over by us
1: 30 minutes or so? Barely. (laughs)
0: That's like a lineup and a taper. Um, No,
1: that's what, that is why I'm like, what the fuck was I doing for five years? I didn't know.
0: All right, folks, we've come to the end of our segment and everything. And uh, again, our guest has been Alexis Adams, the amazing, talented, beautiful.
1: Follow me on Instagram.
0: Alexis Adams, go ahead, give him your handle
1: Alexis the Barber, Barber with three A's. There you go. Barber The Barber
0: <laughs> Success after Barber School podcast If you're new in our industry or old in our industry And are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six figure income Hop on the email list to get updates on the show And live notifications for the newest trends Or to be featured on the show As the Barber Spotlight of the Week Let's go, let's grow